Is it boldness you crave and don't have it? Is it courage you seek and can't find it? You're in luck. The bravest hour in radio starts right now. Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Where hypocrisy meets accountability. I just want to do God's will. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Sit back and enjoy, or call in and get involved. The prisoner wishes to say a word. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show, KLZ 560, this first day of June here in 2023. We will have our guests joining us later this program. But for now, let us simply go and give heavenly praise and all honor and glory. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence and your living and active word. We ask that everything that we hear from you today comes through and it moves and makes an action in our heart. We pray protection over our guests and reaching out to all those that maybe need some purpose and identity going forward in this fight to do your will. We say everything in the heavenly name, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before we get fired up here and going, Doc, can you hear me yet? Sir, I can. Okay, excellent. I'm going to get this sort of set up. Uh, I've got Dr. Mark Sherwood with us. Now, as you guys know, I've been going to these reawaken tours. Saw you guys in Nashville. Saw you again in Miami. And what I love about it, folks, is, is that everybody had a naturopath, an osteopath, a functional, a natural doctor during COVID. We would have avoided so much death. We would have rebuked all this stuff that came up because there's this ep- element of transparency that goes with natural medicine. There's this element of treating your body as a temple. And I'm going to have you speak to that. There's so many things that I saw you guys hit on. Of course, your wife, Dr. Michelle Sherwood, as well, have been so instrumental. Let me give the websites, though, for these guys. Sherwood.tv, F-M-I-D-R.com. These are the places you can go out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You've got virtual care, but you've got, I saw some of the plans on there, too. Pretty reasonable to sort of take control and ownership of your life right here and now. Uh, Doctor, welcome in, Dr. Mark Sherwood. I'm wondering if you could just sort of give us a set of a tone. Your whole thing, and this is an extensive background. I'd not realized the bodybuilding, the uh, the baseball, and you know, in there it says sort of a chubby kid growing up. Let me tell you, folks, this is not a chubby guy anymore. This is a big built guy who will speak to exercise, spirituality, and then treating one's body as the temple it is. Uh, welcome in, doctor. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing well, Matthew. Thanks for having me, man. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, very, very honored to be on with you today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, one of the things, and we're also, so we're, we're in a natural sort of medical practice here in Denver as well, and you found it be very similar that those doctors that were treating with herb, treating with natural medicines, minding what you eat, all those, they also seem to fall in line with prescribing ivermectin, being preventative with COVID, and doing the, all the vitamins and stuff that went along with it. If you had a traditional doctor, that was... <laughs> That doctor didn't want to touch ivermectin. The traditional doctor didn't want to go out and say, I don't, you might want to question the vaccine. I'm wondering if you could just tell the listeners about kind of your practice. COVID hit, what happened, the patient response, and then what does it look like today? Because I think these were real big lines in the sand when it came to healthcare. People had to go one way or the other, and, and some picked and paid the ultimate price. Go ahead, doctor. 
Yeah, and we I remember back hearing about COVID-19 back in about February of 2020, like everybody else did. And I remember quite well, my wife and I heard the news, the devastation, death that was going to come across our world. And instead of getting um, fearful, we became actionable. In other words, we yeah. started digging into the textbooks and we found out something very keen uh, early on, we found out that coronavirus was not something new. It was something old, and it was in cows, in the bovines. And so we thought, well, cows aren't dying. They're very much alive. You're not seeing cows with legs up right. in the pastures everywhere. So based upon that, we had immediately hope that we could figure out what the body could do that the cows were doing. And so we immediately sought out a good source of colostrum, which mm. would sort of harness the immunoglobulin growth factors that are in cows that we can ingest in people. And, and we did that. And then we started looking at the human body and really examining what we knew, because we were sort of walking on this pathway many, many years before. We had, you know, kind of railing against the conventional care that's not getting people better for a long time. So for us, it was like, normal natural processes for us to see what we could do right. to sort of buff up and improve the responsiveness of our own body systems. And so we did that. We looked at patterns of uh, clear micronutrient deficiencies that were exhibited. We began to really uh, we'll continue to attack the obesity crisis because obesity being inflammatory, we uh, do not believe that type 2 diabetes should be around at all yes. in anybody. And so we worked on all of those things with the people that had been exposed to and confirmed cases of COVID and were concerned about it. So our template was really just designed on those areas. And early on, um, we had a lot of buy-in from people. Our community, which is now 12,000 wide across, you know, wow. across the world, really, yeah. they bought into it. They started doing it. And uh, we just were kind of minding our own business while the whole world was kind of freaking out. And we started seeing people get better. Yeah. So we came up with our program protocol, and, and I was pretty happy with it. We got about 2,000 people in and started counting like, hey, nobody's dying. This is good. Yeah. And I had newscasters that actually uh, were and still are you know, clients here, uh, patients. And I went to them, and I said, hey, this is a cool story. I think we've got this at least got an opportunity for people. And their producers would not allow them to run the story. Wow. And so it hit me probably in uh, May or June of 2020 that we have a problem that is bigger than anything I ever dreamed of. And yeah. so it was an indoctrination. It was a, a, a disallowance of a clear opportunity for people to have a different perspective. And I wasn't poo-pooing medicine at all at that point because I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. But we knew what we knew. And, and we yeah. couldn't unknow what we know. So having said that, it just increased our passion, Matthew, and we have not looked back since one bit. Oh, that's fantastic. Our guest is Dr. Mark Sherwood, Tech, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Functional Medical Institute. And, of course, you're with your wife there, uh, Dr. Michelle, naturopath medicine, osteopath medicine. And, again, the doctors in the traditional space, and y you kind of can't beat them up too much. Let's face it. They have no training in this. There's no outside-of-the-box thinking. And so, you really, we needed doctors like yourself, and we see a part of that Reawaken Tour, um, that group of people that really said, okay, we're going to find solutions for our patients. 
patients, because this is the moment that they've been waiting for. Doctor, here's a health crisis. We're looking to you. I want to go to then taking that a little bit further, because as you speak to, and this is exactly what, I, what happened, is uh, the attack on anything alternative to, yep. you know, the status quo. Uh, do you believe that there is an active agenda right now for depopulation and to reduce sort of the... Uh, you know, prosperity in America. I mean, is that an active force happening right now? And was COVID sort of the trigger for all this? Well, I think this has been an active force for a while. My personal opinion is yes. As a matter of fact, you could go back and look at quotes from one Bill Gates who has said, and many have said in his space, they've clearly said that we believe that the population is going to get too big for the world to support. And so with the depopulation agenda, which couples with the ability to control, meaning less people gives you more opportunity to control because you're not controlling the masses, you're controlling a less mass. Yeah, I do think there's an agenda out there, but I don't think it truly began with COVID. I think it began many, many years ago with the initiation of two things, the food pyramid being one, the United States government started getting involved in our health. They came up with this brilliant slash not idea that's the food pyramid, and they recommended people started eating multiple servings of breads and grains. And the same time, they allowed the lobbyists to uh, in, infiltrate their thinking and to put money back into, you know, government subsidized things like corn, soy, and wheat, beer, et cetera, dairy. And all that happened, and we went from a nation at that point of one state. Just one, Matthew, being obese, according to BMI, nonetheless. Yes. Who, in 11 years, every state crossed over that 10% except for one. And now we have multiple states, 60%. And these obesity trends, which I see correlate very well with type 2 diabetes, with metabolic syndrome, with autoimmune conditions, with heart disease, et cetera. So I think that's number one. The second thing that about the same time in history, I'm going back to the 80s now, I believe this was under the Reagan administration where the liability of vaccines was transferred to the federal government. Well, at that point in time, you had this exponential increase of vaccines given to uh, mankind. So it was a two-pronged attack that really began to indoctrinate and change our thinking that the government really cares about our health on one hand, and they're trying to give you food recommendations so you can stay healthy. And by gosh, they're concerned about your health in the medicine end because they want to create a bunch of vaccines to keep you healthy, both of which were disasters mm. because our health, Matthew, is up to us. You can look at the person in the mirror and you go, I need to take a page out of Michael Jackson's uh, song and begin to change the person back in the mirror. Yes. You know, we transferred our idea of self-governing, which can go along to a lot of different areas of our health off to the 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 quote healthcare system which is not healthcare anymore it's sick care and it's for profit yes. so this was a natural process of just a, another step in the wheel of control that happened with covid we need to understand that this was a massive shot over the bow no question and it woke some people up and i think it freaked people out that we're pushing that agenda of so many people that are pushing back. Yes. So on one hand, um, I'm sad to see what it's done. But on the other hand, I'm encouraged to see what it's done because it has lit a fire under people. Even though my wife and I have been this 
fireball, fire-breathing right. persons, you know, for a while. We've got people now that actually are supportive of what we do. We're seeing some physicians come out, clinicians. We're seeing people that are starting to take ownership of their health once again. And those are all good things. Absolutely. And I do like what you hit on that time frame with the food pyramid. I mean, it's so... Uh, I mean, you couldn't draw up something that was more conducive to bad health. I just saw something actually the other morning on Instagram, and it talked about the American Diabetes Association, uh, like breakfast protocol for the diabetic. And it was oatmeal, brown sugar, and orange juice. It had no fat, right. no protein. And it was this, conti- I mean, it was inducing type 2 di- diabetes. And, and it was designed to, and it's a $100 billion a year industry, just the type, just diabetes like that. And so to think that yeah. Big Pharma would turn away from that kind of lucrative, it's it's such a, it's coming to light. And you're right, COVID allowed people that maybe were, something's fishy going on. Okay, now we must take action. So you're right about that. It put us all on guard. Now, at that same time that you're talking about the food pyramid and this move in the 1986 vaccine protection law, you also had this enormous push to remove God from society. And that also came, and that has accelerated us. I mean, um, just speak to spirituality and health and how, because I heard you in Nashville, and I, we had not done this before, but it's been very liberating and people have loved it. Praying over a patient because the spiritual is as critical as the exercise and it is the food you're putting in your body. Speak to spirituality and the practice thereof in your health. Well, you cannot separate the physical, emotional, and spiritual parts of a human being. It is not there. You can look at Scripture in Matthew uh, 22, 37 through 39 in the Bible, and it talks about loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and your mind, and then love your neighbors yourself. Well, all as mentioned there, you know, the spirit, the soul, the body, we are supposed to love people in that way, and we can't love people fully in that way unless we invest time and intentionality into caring for ourselves holistically. You can't separate those. We've done that in America over that same time frame. We've got now you're going to go to church for your spiritual health. You're going to go to the psychologist for your emotional health. You're going to go to the doctor for your physical health. That's not true. That's not right. The devil comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy, but divide. So this has brought death into places. You mentioned when you started pulling God out of government, uh, this is what you've got. You've got trillions of dollars of debt, and we're celebrating over that. Right. What's wrong with America? It's because politicians are afraid to talk about God first. They're t- afraid to talk about our founders and what they stand for. Um, medicine, pull God out because that offends people. I can't right. imagine pulling a great physician out of your business, but, hey, we do, and this is what we got. Schools, yeah. pull God out. And you see guns, bombs, knives, and drugs come in. Yep. So this is a pattern. You even see God pulled out of some mainstream churches because when you pull God out of there, you see sickness, confusion, uh, divisiveness enter. And this is where we are right now. When people see us, the greatest opportunity that I have as a human being, based upon the calling in my own life, is to invoke healing into another person's life. Our mission statement is to lead people on a pathway of true healing. To do that, we have to understand that there are going to be struggles and wounds physically and emotionally and spiritually. This statement I'm getting ready to make should connect with the listeners if they struggle with health. The majority of the physical manifestations of disease processes are rooted in spiritual and emotional brokenness. Mm. 
this is why that we have so many physical behavioral patterned issues because we're spiritually and emotionally broken. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Yes. Amen. So we have to begin to own that. And it deals with family dynamics. It deals with childhood wounds. It deals with adverse childhood events. It deals with trauma, drama. It deals with living in stress and, you know, this disarray that we are. So a big answer is a short question, but you have to see that in a person's life. And when that happens, it is consistent and predictable here. Yep. People get well. Yep. And and I think that's the most beautiful thing you can give somebody is their health back. Jesus did it. Yep. I don't know why we're not making that part of our process today, but we should. Absolutely. Uh, our guest, Dr. Mark Sherwood, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Fol- the Functional Medical Institute. He and his wife, Michelle, run that clinic. And, of course, they've been on it since the beginning with this COVID Uh, This is the first time for many folks they're coming to light that maybe our government doesn't have our best interests. What is it? Is there a single thing that you can point to that is preventing people from understanding the reality of COVID, that this was made in a lab, that there was a darker and deeper agenda? What is it you you think prevents somebody to saying, "Okay, that they're screwing us. This was wrong. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again. But there's so many people still in denial, parents and children uh, that are just caught in this lie what prevents that breakthrough you think we go to hosea 4 6 my people perish for lack of knowledge Mm. um today you know uh, even the matthew dark show right yeah why is the information that you're broadcasting today why is that not equal to what's coming through cnn right because it's information people should be given from a journalistic standpoint the ability to make an informed decision. They should see all sides of it. You know, I'm all supportive of looking at all sides of the equation. I call it the third side. I call it being a heaven's advocate. We need to be able to see all those sides, and we're not. And it's because of this. You look at Big Pharma and the lobbying power they have. They control media. They control politicians. And they control the story. The story is the biggest problem. And you go levels into this thing. Why are we one of the very few handful of countries in the whole world that allow pharma to advertise to our children through the airways? Right. You know, why are we allowing um, the media to control? It's nothing more than an indoctrination process, Matthew, that I see. And it's because people are not exposed to that. And when you hear it every day, day in and day out, it's almost like the Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, it sure You begin is. to sympathize and understand with your character. And so this is where we are. And I'm grateful for people like yourself who have the courage and integrity to come out and say, look, this is other information that you may want to be aware of. And that in itself, you can't make people change. You know? right. I can't make people eat a, a salad over a cheeseburger and fries. Right. But I can tell them both sides. They can choose, yes. which is America, right? Beautiful. And I'm going to love them either way. But we have to be able to choose willingly and be able to and readily acceptable of our own consequences. 
Yep. Amen. And we had too much coercion that that really muddled that decision making and fear. I've always said this. I've never made a great decision while in fear. Uh, Fear is something that the devil gives us and that it should be given to Christ to deal with. We're not supposed to take that fear on. And too many people, because of a lack of spirituality, internalized that fear and they made horrible decisions, such horrible decisions that it led them to vaccinate their child. I mean, we get calls all the time that, you know, she had a blood clot, but it's not the vaccine. And, you know, you just see this. There's so much pain and trauma because they did this to their own kid. You know, another area of this that's going on, and and it's another lack of spirituality, but it's moving its way into medicine is this gender identity and LGBTQ. And that is, you know, the spawn of Satan. But now it's like, you know, medical procedures. Same thing. I've heard many a clip like there was a Nashville clinic. Uh, trans uh, Vanderbilt uh, transgender clinic and and they were talking about it's like a $40,000 a year per patient operation there is so much money behind this LGBTQ movement this abortion movement there's big money in in late term abortions and and people are not there just from a medical perspective I mean how insane is this concept of man becoming woman and woman becoming man and and just how does that break through and now people accepting that reality it's insane we go back to the very idea of people listening right now, and I'm just going to ask a rhetorical question. If you're listening right now and you believe in your heart of hearts that God made you, right? God made man. God, made, If you believe that, okay, then just say, I believe that, and then accept that. Now, here's where we got to go next. This is called logic. This is called reason, reasonable and critical rational thinking. When we're living right brain all the time, that's where our soul and emotions and when we're living left brain, that's where our critical thinking is. When you're right brain dominant because of the indoctrination process that's continually coming at us. Yes. And that triggers that stress response where you become chronically addicted to and living in stress. It impairs your ability to critically think. And that goes back to your previous statement. That's why people make bad decisions or lack of thought out decisions when they're in fear. Mm. Now. Back to my question, it was rhetorical. Do you believe God made you? And if the answer is yes, then this is the way it works. The egg is fertilized by the sperm. You get that zygote created, and then that is that first cell that mixed that blending between two people. Inside of the cell, as the cells divide from one to two to two to four, four to eight, etc., every cell has the following components. It has a cell membrane, it has a nucleus that contains DNA, and it has several organelles within the membrane space and the nucleus. One of those organelles that people have heard of is the mitochondria, which produces energy for the cell. But inside the nucleus is your DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid, which has that 23-stranded double helix structure 23 from mom, 23 from dad. And it that structure, that knitting, I think that word is clear, yeah. that knitting provides that double helix structure. That's a combination of both mom and dad. And in that DNA, sex is determined. So you cannot, under any circumstances, alter the original design selection of the sex, even with gender surgeries, it doesn't matter what it is, hormones. It's not going to change the DNA. And therein lies a massive confusion because the human being, which is a very complex process in itself, 
even if you go through all this other stuff, spend $40,000 a year, whatever, and you have right. somebody tell you that, fine, there will still be inherent confusion, anxiety, and pain that maybe that person doesn't even understand. Right. And you will see more anger generated from that because of the confusion that is, because mm. you're in a state of conflict with God's design for you. Amen. That that might be as well as I've ever heard it said, just for reality. And that's how we have to think about this, because we live too much in this fantasy idea that you can create yep. your own reality. And when again, when you remove God and God's truth, then, you know, what's left is right and right today is four plus four is eight today. But it also might be nine in the future. And you do have conflict. And so we're actually in a position to where. You know, this tragedy is going to come home to mom and dad someday if you don't take leadership over. Because we've had too many parents just kind of accept this idea that, yeah, Sally's now identifying as a boy and, you know, we support her and we love her. And that's true. But we are not here to co-sign and endorse your sin. And we must bring you back because they're taking you to places. This is a demonic force that is telling you that your child was a mistake at birth. That this And to just plant that seed as a health care provider that, yes, you were a mistake and this is a good decision you're making is just absolutely nuts. And you just you just continue for prayer that that something comes over this nation, a breakthrough that would stop that kind of, you know, blatant child abuse. And as we move closer and closer to, you know, legalized pedophilia and stuff, it's like, what is the line for mom and dad to say, okay, stops here. Um, We talked about obesity. We've talked about you know, what we saw, the folks that struggled with COVID, they were obese, they were diabetic, they were high blood pressure, and they were all those things. And then simultaneously, we heard people say how bad Big Pharma is and what a tyrant Big Pharma is. And, and we don't want Big Pharma in our business, but we're not doing the things on a daily basis to give Big Pharma the door like we should be. And I love what that piece you do at Reawaken because it shows that aging into what kind of 80 year old are you going to be? I love that piece because you could be spoon fed in a nursing home or thriving and walking with your grandkids at the park or great grandkids for that. Speak to that aging process and how do you become a, you know, a lot of our listeners are there. They're boomers and they're entering that. What kind of 80 year old are you going to be? Help set that tone for them here as we get into that last 30 years maybe of life. Well, I look at um, the idea of uh, biblical example of Caleb. You know, the dude's 80 years old, threatening <laughs> to climb that mountain and kick some tail, right? <laughs> um, the point being is, is this. That video you're talking about, it's called The Last 10 Years. And it sets the tone of two individuals side by side, you know, divided screen of one that is becoming dependent upon the healthcare system and one that is living independent of the healthcare system. And keep in mind, there is no healthcare system. It should be classically called the sick care system. Yes. And so there is two aging uh, metrics that I want the listeners to get. One is your chronological age, which is determined by calendars, watches, times, seconds, minutes, days, weeks, years, etc. But that is not the preeminent definition of aging. There's something called the biological aging process, and this is based upon a clock that is not measurable by mankind. This is based upon a clock that is depicted and outlined by God. You go back and look at even Scripture again, and God did shorten our days to 120 years because we obviously indicated as fallen man that we right. weren't responsible enough right. to, to live anymore. Yes. But 120 years is really 
in my view, professionally and personally and spiritually, that our organ systems are defined based upon that to be able to exist and function about 120 years. If we care for them appropriately, I believe strongly that if you give the body what it needs, which is truly found on earth the way God intended it, you got to wade through the weeds and the sin and the confusion. But if you give the body what it needs, it will do what it's supposed to do because God said he's going to do what he does. Right. And so all that said, the body is a healing machine. We are never, and I'm using that word intentionally, going to understand fully the intricacies of the human body. We won't because it's too big and bold and God. Now, you're going to see people today. And I want to make one point about big pharma within this system and how it's a slippery slope, Matthew. And we got to be very cautious using a lot of wisdom, which is from God in abundance, unlimited, if we ask, by the way, to the viewers. Right. We we know that big pharma is going to push. We know that they are heavy into lobbying. They know they have power. They have control. That's the things of the world. Big Pharma, Pharmakia, Galatians 520. Look it up. Okay. Right. Now, the point being behind that, Big Pharma is going to push. We cannot simply say, well, I don't want the vaccines, and they're holding that medication from me. We, we don't want to go that direction because if we do, we are falling into the trap of being dependent upon Big Pharma. Yes. Now, that was not an anti-ivermectin, budesonide, hydroxychloroquine statement. Right. That was not. But when we depend on those things, and I see this doc, this this sort of thought process go out there, well, you need to make sure you have some, in, some ivermectin and some hydroxychloroquine in your cabinet just in case. Right. Okay. That's dangerous because that means I've got a dependence upon Big Pharma to fall back so I can live like hell over here. Right. Our job is to live independently of big government, big pharma, big medicine, even big church. Our job is to live independently of that so that we self-govern ourselves. And we've got to begin to think differently in that. Um, I think at the first part of this pandemic thing, if we just, if the prescribing physicians would have been a little more cautious about how they would have said things, for example, hydroxychloroquine. It's an immune suppressant given for lupus, malaria, etc. Yes. That would work to suppress this inflammatory storm as an acute treatment within a hospital setting. And it did. But it was not FDA approved for that. And that's a factual statement. Right. So what would have been the proper way to, to, to do that? You just sit back and keep using it. Right. You don't need to broadcast it. Right. And don't get out there and say it was a cure. Right. Because... The word cure, which was repeated by many, many politicians, put a target yep. by their own yep. set of rules on that drug. And of course, because of their own set of rules that they made, they have to come back and say, well, you can't use it for that. Right. So we've got to be very, very wise about what we do as a clinician. You know, I've got a whole toolbox of stuff. Yes. And that's great. It is used to support the well-being and the biological aging process of the human in front of me or with me that I'm working with. And and I want to see them blessed. I want to see them happy. That's between me and them. Right. They want to go tell somebody, fine. But I'm not going to try to bring attention to myself that I'm good because God's the one that brings healing. 
And you're so right, because in, in many cases, and we prescribed it to a number of times, in some cases, it didn't work. That was not the missing antidote. And in many cases, their pre-existing condition, the health that they brought into COVID and infection, it, it, it didn't make them effective as a patient to, to receive that quick, you know, for some people it resolved in two days. For others, it lingered on and on. And the, the common there was, yeah, but you came in 40 pounds overweight. You came in with these preconditioning things. And, and again, that's not to shame you, but you were not mm-hmm. setting yourself up because those folks are going to struggle with disease, whether it's COVID or any other thing that comes knocking at the door. And there will be more. Um, there's no doubt about that. Now, I want to go to the vaccine a little bit because, you know, this is also one of those we can't bring ourselves to talk about it. You know, it's it's very divisive and it and families did it and they don't speak to each other. I'm wondering, have you seen in practice the the extent of injury or were your patients already sort of thinking we're not going there? We've got something like this. What has been your sort of vaccine episodes as we've moved into this new world? Yeah, we've had a, a mixed bag, of course. The majority of our patients were already prepared, you know, based upon the the gifting God's given us in the in a, a platform of influence in their lives. You know, the yeah. partnership we have in our community is very uh, uh, proactive. So m- the majority of them didn't take vaccines. And, and I encourage every one of them to uh, learn about all of them. I'd do my best I could to educate them. They'd ask questions. I would take time to answer. And so did our staff. So did my wife, you know, my queen. Right, <laughs> right? Right. But ultimately, um, there were some, not very many, but some that did take the vaccine because they had their reasons. And I'm going to support them and love them in that. Yeah. So far, we have not, in our practice, seen the long haul um, significant symptom issues. Amen. And I believe on, I'm not a supporter of that style of vaccine at all. I think it's a bad idea, my opinion, because I, I think time was not on our side. Right. Right. So uh, research wise, it, it wasn't there. Having said that, we know that the body is more powerful than anything we can comprehend. Yes. So we have tried to give them the persons that are worried about that, that have had buyer's remorse. Right. I go back to math or Mark chapter 16, and there's a line in there that talks about believers as a sign to those that uh, the things that happen to them, they will drink deadly poison. It will not harm them. So yeah. you know, there's some way yep. that maybe God can remediate that. Now, having said that, we've been very diligent about testing endothelial function slash dysfunction through a variety of tests, and we've been able to coach them up with protocols on how to uh, to do that, you know, how to improve the endothelium, so improve the vascular and vascularization process so that we don't create an increasing likelihood or scenario of clot risk and stroke risk, et cetera. Okay, that's fair, and that's been great, and that's kind of what we've seen, too, it was – it was kind of odd for a patient in our system to have gotten this because you really yeah. it just went so hand in hand. And, you know, the, the, the vaccine's a complex thing because right now I think of it as a Democrat uh, related thing. But, you know, here we have President Trump, who was Operation Warp Speed. And, you know, he still has never dealt with that vaccine, you know, and, and I guess as he I think he's uniquely qualified and maybe the only one uniquely qualified enough to take on these godless politicians and to 
And he would not have the threat or fear or worry of having to ever campaign for president again. This would be an unbridled thing. Do you think President Trump has to get right on the vaccine and that maybe it was rushed? Maybe the information wasn't correct. Or can he continue through um, these primaries and and go for another election run without dealing with the vaccine and its potential risk? Because to the date, he doesn't talk about it much because he knows his fans, his 75, 100 million, they're going to tear his head off if he's going to if he's going to promote it. Um, Do you think he has to get right with it to to make a push to the White House or I guess is voter fraud his bigger issue to worry about than the vaccine? Go ahead. What do you think? Well, I go back to his uh, speech he gave in, uh, I believe it was Georgia, way back when, when he was talking about the vaccine and uh, probably for the first time in his um, political career, um, he was booed by his own team and they got after him. Um, He hasn't came out against it. He's avoided that. He still believes, and it's his right to believe whatever, that based upon Operation Warp Speed, uh, millions of lives were saved. Right. Okay. I, I do not think, in my opinion, that was the right response. Mm-hmm. And if I were the leader of our free world at that point, I would have definitely went a different direction. Uh, although I would have had my eye on everything at the time. Having said that, I do think because of the uh, polarization of this issue that uh, he probably still has enough base to get past it because the competition that is has not necessarily came out against it either. Right. And and I think probably if you go back and look at their ethics reports, which is their contribution record, you're going to see that the pattern is clear. They've all taken money from big pharma, yeah. namely one Pfizer. And so it's big money. It is big influence. It's big support. And it takes money to win elections. So uh, sadly, I don't my opinion, I don't perceive him changing and doing one inning on that position, right. right, on one hand. But I do think there's enough gas because of the situation that he will probably get the uh, GOP nomination. Right. Now, having said that, this is where the conservative base has a little, little bit of a problem because there's some real conservatives out there that, that are broadcasting a message that everybody that takes the vaccine is going to die. Right. You're hearing that a lot. Yep. Now, if that's true, then logic, left side brain here. If that's true, then all the politicians are dead. And so it's a dead issue anyway. True. Right. Right. So we've got to begin to think like that. So I have asked people's pointedly if if they believe that's true, then um, then all your candidates are going to be dead. Right. Right. Because that's that logic or illogical step. Um, I wish. President Trump would do it because, to your point, I think he is um, in a place in his life where it probably needs to be. You don't need to give a rip what anybody thinks to have that attitude to battle the demons that are. Yeah, right. Um, He has enough money, funds and support to do that. And he's shown um, a unique resilience to keep bouncing back. is he perfect? Nobody is. I don't know. I'm not. Yep, um, nope. Hopefully, um, you know, there will be um, more and more development from a spiritual standpoint, because I think with all in my heart that he needs 
spiritual advisors around him yeah. that are going to they're going to tell him what he needs to hear and not what he wants to hear for the sake of them building their own platform because they are close and a prayer partner of President Trump. I've seen that before, and I'm just calling it for what it is. Right. Um, and I hope President Trump is wise enough to receive godly counsel. Yes. Even if he doesn't like it in private so that that man can grow in all he does, because I, I do appreciate um, what he's done and what yeah. he's generated as at least some of the actions of, of his uh, candidacy and presidency. Yeah, I think it's well said. It's um, it de- everything from this point forward, from a conservative Christian perspective, it must be God centered and God led. That, that is the only way to counter the overwhelming demonic forces that are moving. And there's just no other way that you could describe late term abortion, LGBTQ, what's going on at our southern border. I don't think many people can take their minds to the places that they have to go to to understand the human suffering down there. And this liberal sort of, oh, we're, we're a melting pot and we must rescue these refugees and the, the harm, the rape trees, the child sex trafficking, the slavery that's going on right now. I mean, again, I don't want to pick on Democrats because I think the average Democrat is repulsed by late term abortion. I think they're repulsed by LGBTQ. I think they're repulsed by the border situation. I guess it's a pride thing. I don't know what it is that doesn't bring them because I've told our listeners, hey, just go on the secretary of state right now. Change your voter registration because the Democrats are no longer serving your needs. That's one thing you can do right now. I'm wondering in Tulsa, in Oklahoma. Now, in my mind, I think conservative. I think Christian. I think on the up and up. I think you don't have to worry about those issues like you do here. This is a super blue majority here in which any conservative bill, it goes to die like that. And and this has now become a safe haven for late term abortion from out of state. We're setting records for late term abortions coming from Texas and other places that have outlawed to Colorado. Mm-hmm. What's the climate like in, I guess, Oklahoma politics? Is that a conservative safe haven or has it started to do that same creep that these cities all or states all seem to be doing right now? It's starting to do the same creep. I learned this in the uh, campaign very quickly. It's starting to do the uh, the Texas ish shift. Right. If you know anything about Texas, you know, talk about border that's the sort of hub central focal point right now although arizona is right in the middle of that too the bottom line is that the the democrat playbook is to allow all these people to come across into the guise of we love you we're going to care for you this is your your new country we want to bless you give you a home (laughs) but these people are being used they're being used as pawns to create a a platform of votes a platform of loyalists that are becoming nothing more than sheep that are being controlled and frankly oppressed. And then you think about the people that came over and went through the proper processes. Legitimately, they would be resentful of this stuff that's happening right now. I do think that though the Democrat playbook, and I hope our listeners are understanding this, they are going to infiltrate big cities. Yes. Big cities, big money. Big cities, big job. We're going to bring jobs to your state, jobs to your cities. These companies are going to come in there, and they're going to bring people. They're going to change the culture. So the big cities and the metro areas are going to become the controlling uh, populace of the states. So within Texas, you're going to see like Houston, Austin, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio. They're going to control all the voting in our current system, right, it's put out there where those you could actually 
win the counties around the major metro areas and lose every one of the rest, and you could lose the majority of the counties in the state and still win an election from a statewide standpoint. Yeah. Oklahoma is becoming just like that. Uh, Norman, Oklahoma, the home of University of Oklahoma. Everybody's yep. heard of the Go Sooners. The bottom line is that is a heavily influenced headquarters of diversity, equity, inclusion right in the uh, central U.S. Right. That's what is happening right there. Norman, Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Edmond, Oklahoma, and the Tulsa metro area. Those are super liberal. They are not <laughs> solid Red, I think, go back and look at the 2016 uh, presidential election. I think President Trump only won those counties by four or five points. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. But this is a big deal, and this is a strategy that we need to be aware of. And you're right. Where you are, it's it's already gone. Yeah. But but you're one state away from us. Right. It's exactly. a border state. I'm telling you, the, the viewers need to get involved, change your registration, vote in the primaries. You think your vote doesn't matter? Yes, it does. Yep. Every person matters. The people in the rural areas need to get out, carpool, bus pool, whatever you need to do, get there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Democrats, I mean, this is how you get a John Fetterman is they can go to an apartment complex and they'll have their worker yep. bees and they got their 10 ballots, each one, and sign them up right then and there. And and Republicans have not done that. Um, but I think they're going to have to embrace that or they're going to get pulverized. Right. How, how much yep. do you think? voter fraud took place or if it took place in 20 and 22. I mean, you look at Cary Lake in Maricopa County, you look at the irregularities. I mean, in Pennsylvania in 2020, they specifically got rid of 11 days before the election uh, signature verification. Now, why would they do that unless you're trying? How much of this is voter fraud and how much of this is laziness on the Republican side and, and, and on the Republican side? Well, address the second part of that. I think it's laziness on the Republican side. We want this utopian world where people are going to be honest and they're not. Right. So wake up, get over it. Second half depends on what you mean by fraud. You know, they're creating a rule system and they're playing within their own rule system. Yeah. And we're allowing it to occur. So, you know, even with this idea of, of eliminating voter signature, you got to think in a right mind, why would any citizen of the United States that you would allow someone to vote without any ID or signature? What <laughs> is that? Right. And, and there's it's, it's a problem when those types of situations get passed as far as legislation goes with elections, right? That's the problem in itself. When you go around and look at ballot harvesting and all this stuff, Republicans have to get involved in that as well. They have to go there and register people. You have to set up, you know, corner registrations. It, there's an old saying that goes like this, and I go back to my police work and yes. the way I think yes. in general. You need to know how the devil operates, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, I, I want to know what that dude is going to do. Yeah. And the better I know the strategy, the better I know how to prepare. We have avoided believing that that strategy is real from the Republican conservative God base and think that people are just going to repent and do right. Right. Stop. Hard stop. Because this world that we live in is temporarily under control of a demonic force. Yes led by Satan himself, because mankind failed back in Genesis 3. Yes. Yep. And that's a key point to understand. We want, erroneously, someone to come in through politics to change everything. But that is not the way it goes. We, as believers, need to become the light of the world and really understand the system and begin to excel within the system. And so we we can win 
we can overcome, we can have success, but it's going to take the same mentality as the 3% mentality back in 1775. Right. Not everybody took up arms. Right. Most people sat back and said, well, it's hopeless, or, well, I don't think I want to get involved in my own business. Be a part of the 3%. I am, you are, yep. and we're pretty good dudes. Yep. We'll welcome you. It's Absolutely. Good. I mean, that's what's so amazing is that there is this... So as awful as COVID was, and again, this, of course, has been sort of a long term. You can go back to Kissinger days where there's this memo about depopulation and the resources that are being sucked. But but in present day, COVID really, it did a couple of things. It caused tremendous tragedy and ca- lost lives and all this. Stuff. But it brought. We're not having this conversation right now without COVID, and it didn't mobilize us like it is today without COVID. And so that's the beautiful thing is I've met people. I've grown stronger in my walk with the Lord. All these things are as a result. Now, what do you do with it? And now this is information that we cannot. It's too out there to just keep this in our own, you know, keep our tongue silent with this. And so a lot of times people don't understand the authority that they have on earth here over these demonic forces and how you watch demons flee in the presence of Jesus, in the using the name of Jesus. Um, I guess just sort of speak to courage and bravery and spirituality, because we have so much more authority, power with our pocketbook. Maybe we talk to a little bit about, you know, Target and these brands that have done this. The Christian conservative doesn't understand, I think, how truly powerful they can be with their prayer, with their mouth and speaking the word, as well as if you're, I can't spend my money, my 401k, I can't buy my kids school clothes at places that are actually opposing the things I care for so dearly. I think just speak to that because that is something that we can have instant impact right now as Christian conservatives. We can. We, we vote with our credit cards. Let us understand yeah. this scriptural. I use Matthew 6, 31 to 33. We know 633, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. But you go back and look at 31 and 32, and what are those things, right? right. It's what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, etc. It's the provision of life so that not just surviving, but thriving is a thing that God promises us. Yes. As believers, we have, and this is not a far-fetched statement, we have the same person of the Holy Spirit within us that Jesus had with him when he walked the earth. And because Jesus walked in the full power of God and we walk in the full power of God, within us, the characters of that spirit are noted in Galatians chapter 5, you know, the the peace, patience, etc., self-control. We have that. That's us. We don't need to ask for it. We are that because we are one with God. But the point being, when you walk around, be the light. Yes. Be the light. The light, and he'll direct you where to spend your money. He'll direct you where to get your provision. He will provide for you in ways that I can understand that are not going to be cohesive with and congruent with the patterns and ways of the world. Yes. There's a Babylon system, and then there's a kingdom system. The kingdom rules, the kingdom system, Matthew, are totally different. And and I want to be a kingdom representative. I don't expect the things of the world to agree with me. I expect them to hate me, and it's okay. You know, it's fine. I can separate the sin from the sinner. These people, I want them to go to heaven. I really do. I want Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. I want them to go to heaven. I really, really do. I really do. I don't hate them individually, and we shouldn't. Right. I 
hate the sin that is represented by decisions that people make. Yes. I hate that. And our mission on earth is to use our time, our talent, our voice, our resources to further God's kingdom in those premises. I'm not going to go in Target. I'm not. Don't care. Do I need what's in Target? I don't. I make that statement around it. I don't need it because if God allowed that to happen by their own choices, they, by their actions, are telling me they don't want my business. That's right. So, folks, if you're a believer out of here, a Christian, Target doesn't want your business. You know, that's the beer company. They don't want your business. So oblige them. If you like beer or you like things that Target has, they'll supply from somewhere else. Absolutely. And and I love that, too, exactly, because you don't— need to go to Starbucks. You don't need to go to Target. You don't need any of those things. Uh, There's this idea and you don't need the fast food. It's easier. It's right there. But there's this blessing that comes with obedience and and God honors obedience and this praying through a bad decision. And I think that's really where I want listeners to get to is that you could stop. Christian conservative people in America have so much more money than the average LGBTQ fan, citizen. I don't mean this negatively. I mean, these are people that are scraping by. Uh, These are not thrivers buying property, expanding businesses. For the most part, they're spending their money on iPhones and concerts, and that's who they're targeting. And so I love the way you said that. They're telling you. We don't want your business. I mean, that's just beautifully said. Our guest is Dr. Mark Sherwood, the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've got about, yeah, about five minutes left here. I want to hit, you know, you've got an event tomorrow. So I want you to just maybe speak to that on what you guys will be covering, uh, addressing, and then all the places people can connect with you and support you and all your things. It's been a fantastic hour. I want to thank you for it. But, But go ahead, your event and all the places we can get a hold of you. Well, they can find us at Sherwood.tv. That's probably our main website, and all of our media's out there. Our, they can find you know our movies. Uh, I'll mention our three books okay. and our couple of movies we got out there. Them books are Quest for Wellness, Fork Your Diet, Surviving the Garden of Eaton. Those are great reads nice. for people. <laughs> um, they're out there everywhere. Uh, we have movies that are out there, too. There's uh, My Wife's Story, which is made into a full-length picture. It's called The Prayer List. It's it's an amazing show, full-length movie. We have uh, a movie called WWJR, which stands for When Will Jesus Return? Yeah. Hilarious comedy that Jesus is on the earth walking around and nobody recognizes him. Go figure. Right. right. Um, then we got a couple of our movies coming out. Heaven's Date and Holy Flicks will be out here coming uh, months and uh, in the next year. Um, and then the event tomorrow night, we do a quarterly event called uh, Night of Empowerment. Each night is different. Each theme is different, but it's our marketplace ministry. We just go into the community and we rent a big uh, ballroom of a hotel. We feed people, teach people and send them on their way and don't ask them for a thing. Awesome. And, and I think that is, you know, that doesn't make sense from a business standpoint, but God provides. Yep. And God's provided that. We've been doing that for seven years now, four times a year. Wow. And there's been thousands of people come. We get anywhere from 150 to four or 500 people show up, and I don't know half of them. And it's a blessing to be able to, to uh, you know, feed into, sow into the community. And they walk out of there with a fresh dose of hope, man. Yep. I want to be a hope dealer in my time oh, like on that. earth. Oh, I love that. A hope dealer. And seriously, once hope is squashed, you're defeated. I mean, that's the end of it. And right now they're on there. They've got their 
foot on the neck of hope, ready to press down, and we're called to really move you know, against that. Um, we've covered so much great stuff. Um, and I know Reawaken Tour, just tell us quickly, how did you get hooked up and be a speaker at that? Because that is, uh, I mean, to me, that's like, wow, dream come true. What an amazing group of people to be with. Just tell us quickly, how did you get connected with that and the blessings that came from it? Well, that's one of the first four or five people that we had an event at Clay Clark's building way back before it became, you know, back when everything was like, don't meet. We had praise and worship and didn't care. Yeah. And so I was one of the three or four or five speakers at that. And, and it, it sort of blossomed into that next awesome. event was Raymond Bible Church. And I've been one of the speakers ever since. And um, it's been a blessing because I don't take it for granted. You, you know, you've heard what I say. I, I, it's God first. It's my wife second. And it's what we do in our action third. And uh, we've been faithful in that. Uh, God has supplied the need. He's allowed me to meet people like Matthew Dark. I ah. mean, come on. I mean, I'm serious, though. Thank you. It's all a big old blessing. And it, it's really put in perspective that I understand the platform God's given me. And every person I'm speaking with, I want them to know that they're the most important person in my world right now, like Amen. our listeners. And that is super key. We need to address people like that. Every opportunity I have to speak into someone's life to give them some hope, that's the thing that just it just brings me to tears. Yeah. It's such an honor to do that, to give people the opportunity to know who God is and what he can do in their life. Wow. And we boy, is that message needed so desperately, folks. It just takes like that one little moment of humility. I think God truly honors humility and that just dropping of pride. I mean, Jesus says, deny yourself and follow me. We don't need any of this other stuff. You need me. And that idea of fear going away, worry going away, all these things we care. There is only one body in this life that can take all that away. And it's Jesus Christ. And so men that are following, you know, there's a huge movement. The mama bear has done fantastic. And we're calling on all men to join arms and be active, right? In your community, in your schools, uh, everywhere. Because the truth is, is if you're not, a, if you can't stand for children, you're not a parent. If you can't stand for children, you're not a leader. You, you must serve children through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And right now we're being called to do that. Dr. Mark Sherwood, I want to thank you so much. It's been a fantastic hour, folks, and we say this every time we leave. Remember this. Serve God. Help others. Stay good. Goodbye. Stay connected with the show on Instagram at The Matthew Dark Show or send an email to TheMatthewDarkShow at gmail.com. Missed a show? Download any episode on Spotify. The Matthew Dark Show, live Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. on KLZ 560 a.m.